John White here, coming to you early in the morning on December 9th from my office down here in Naples, Florida. Um, I'm making this video for everyone who is on the Luke 10 mailing list, email list, and those of you that are on my podcast list. And it's really, first of all, to just express appreciation to all of you. Uh, you have carried us in your heart, Luke 10. You've carried Luke 10 in your heart. You've prayed for us. You have sent people to us. And many of you have supported Luke 10 financially. And I want you to know how grateful I am and how grateful we are. I'm sort of speaking on behalf of the, the uh, mission circle. So Tony and Kent, um, Shannon, Zach, Susan. Uh, all of us together are just so grateful for all of you guys. Um, it, it's it's part of this relational revolution that is underway that is so exciting. We feel honored to be a part of it and appreciate you guys helping us, supporting us in, in that and joining us on that journey. Kent and I, Kent Smith and I started Luke 10 way back in 2008, early in 2008, and when we started, we had a sense that there was something really important for the kingdom of God that uh, he was calling us to, but we didn't know a lot about it. At that time, we, we knew the name. This thing was going to be called Luke 10. So Luke 10 Community, Luke 10 Ministries, however you want to say that. And we came to that because we had come to understand, this was sort of an epiphany, that Luke chapter 10 was the clearest picture of how Jesus went about fulfilling the Great Commission. Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all the nations. Well, how exactly do you do that? And over the years that I'd been a Christian, I'd seen lots of people that had come up with strategies for doing that. And it was like a revelation that Jesus had a strategy. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but that was a real insight. And that Luke 10 was where we saw that, sending people out two by two to find houses of peace. And so I'm basically planting churches, I think. So we started with that. We had a name, and we had two questions, and we didn't have much more. We had two questions. So, so Jesus, how do we do church in such a way that sustainable transformation occurs? Um, we're not about church as just a matter of just going to meetings, just because you're supposed to do that on Sunday morning. But we wanted to see church that really changed lives, that that helped people be conformed to the image of Christ, sustainable transformation. The second question was, how do we do church in such a way that viral multiplication takes place? Um, I knew a lot about what I would call programmatic um, expansion. You know, develop the program, sort of a top-down. I'd done that for years. I was kind of done with that. But I had the sense that in the New Testament, we saw something different. It was like a benevolent virus was spreading throughout the Roman Empire. Lord, how do we do that? How do we do church in such a way that viral multiplication takes place? That's about all we knew at that point. But we knew that uh, that this was something that was, uh, on the one hand, very old, reflected New Testament values from 2,000 years ago, the early church, and also something that was very new. Over time, we came to understand that we were offering an alternative to the building-based pastor-led, program-centric church that was rapidly disintegrating around us. I mean, 65 million duns, probably more than that now. Uh, churches closing all over the place. 
um, people uh, abandoning, leaving church, and often saying things like, church is killing me. I can't do church anymore. I uh, was just with a friend of mine this last week, who's actually a pastor, and he had come to the conclusion that his experience of church had really led to sort of a, a PTSD. Um, it, it really had been very damaging to him on the, on the emotional level. And, and we hear stories like that all the time. And we think God has something way different than that going on. So that's where we started. And every year since then, since 2008, the Lord has just sort of little by little added insights to what we now call the relational revolution. I love the two um, passages in scripture that, that talk about uh, the, the talents. One says, the master returns, and he says, because you've been faithful in a few things, um, and the other one is because you've been faithful in a small thing. And, and it's like the Lord was saying, if you do the few and the small, I will take care of the large and many. And so it's like we wake up every morning saying, Lord, what's, what's your small assignment for me today, for us today? It's not just me, but it's all of us. And so over these years, that's what we've paid attention to. And over these years, the Lord has brought to us, the Lord of the harvest has brought to us a growing number of emerging leaders who want to be equipped for this new thing that God is doing, uh, equipped to be healthy, effective, spiritual mothers and fathers. That's our mission statement, to connect and equip spiritual moms and dads. So I want to share with you six things that we think uh, God has done in this last year. This is 2023. It's probably more than this, but here are sort of six big major areas. Number one on the list is that we wrote and published our second book, Relational Revolution, Five Shifts for Rediscovering Church as Heart-to-Heart -heart Connection. So far, over 2,500 copies have been sold. And for the first time in Luke 10's history, and I'm going to read this. I love this statement. I think Tony wrote this. This is really good. For the first time in Luke 10's history, people can walk into their church leadership team, their Sunday school class, their Bible study, their house church network, a business, or their family dinner table and talk about the key cultural shifts that Luke 10 is embracing. These are our five core values. And as a result, hundreds of people have resonated with what they've read in that book and are coming to us for training. We think that's just going to continue. That's the first thing. Second thing, uh, we launched Luke 10 in the wild. So as the leadership team was listening to Jesus about our annual conference earlier in 2023, that's what we heard. We heard this phrase, Luke 10 in the wild. So instead of one large Luke 10 leader team conference, we sort of initiated and we, we talked to the people on leader teams. We said, you listen to Jesus about what he wants you to do locally. And out of that came 15 local conferences. This is a very decentralized kind of thing in 2023. I love that phrase, Luke 10 in the wild. Um, so, such a cool title. And so these were smaller groups that deepened uh, relationally vibrant Jesus-led bonds. People connected with each other. Deep relationships were built. So Luke Tenors found each other in the wild. Uh, we had uh, these mini conferences in 13 states in the U.S., also in Ireland, New South Wales, Australia, and England. So 
pretty amazing. Just again, one of our, we're always experimenting. We, uh, and this was one of our, our experiments. Number three, um, over 2023, Luke 10 equipped more than 200 vibrant families of Jesus through our Church 101 course. And that brings our total to over 700 families over the last five years. So these in the, this uh, Church 101 course, people learn how to form what we call embryonic expressions of church. We call them CO2s, churches of two, where they practice checking in and listening to God as close to daily as possible. I often say, you know, if you're going to plant, if you're going to have a whole lot of human beings, how would you start? Well, you would start with a whole lot of, of embryos. That's that's the basic, and we know all of us were embryos at one point, right? And we grew up into um, adult people. I think the same thing is true of church. So these CO2s are like an embryonic form of church, which can grow in whatever direction the Lord leads that to grow. Number four, uh, in 2023, we've been nurturing Luke 10 local on-the-ground networks. Most of our training is virtual, um, but out of that have come local networks in a whole bunch of places. I'm going to name some of them. There are probably more than these, but these are some of the places where we're seeing these kind of local, on-the-ground, in-person networks beginning to develop. Some of them are just a few people. Some of them are a larger number. So Nashville, Tennessee, Abilene, Texas. Simpsonville, South Carolina, Stevensville, Montana, Naples, Florida, that's that's us here, Jackson, Wyoming, Palm Bay, Florida, Traverse City, Michigan, Eden Prairie, Michigan, Santa Barbara, California, Brisbane, Australia, London, UK, and then probably lots more. So that's really fun to see. There's the virtual training um, online, but then on the ground, uh, the result of the training is that these networks are developing. And that's just going to continue, I think. Number five, in 2023, Luke 10 has initiated nine new leader teams. Uh, these communities of practice called leader teams provide Christian leaders with space for healthy giving and receiving relationships that equip them for reproducible and sustainable local memory. Uh, local memory, local ministry. We now have about 40 of these leader teams. They're multinational, intergenerational, and serving a total of probably 275 leaders. This is where people, after they go through Church 101, if they resonate with what they've learned, then we offer them the opportunity to being part of a leader team. Number six, we have trained 11 new Luke 10 facilitators. As you know, facilitators are a key part of what we do in Luke 10. We now have about 75 that have been trained. Uh, these are people from around the world. We call them signal repeaters sometimes. Each of them have undergone about 50 hours of apprentice training so they can effectively and consistently facilitate joy-fueled, Jesus-led communities. As I see what goes on in facilitator training, I, I've often thought, I think I would trade my seminary education for going through something like this. It is so practical and so transformational. So wish this had been available back in 1969 when I started seminary. So those are some of the major things that we've seen happen in 2023. 
I want to share with you kind of what we feel like the Lord is saying to us about 2024 this year that's coming up as we continue to connect and equip leaders. Here are the things that we think the Lord is speaking to us about. Number one, uh, we think we're supposed to write and publish and market Jesus Led. This is our next book in our series of Relational Revolution Values series. Number two, want to host a global leader team conference. Last year, the conferences were decentralized. This year, we'll all be together. So that's going to be a fabulous time. Um, tentative date is Labor Day weekend. For those of you outside the U.S., our Labor Day is the first Monday in September. So it'll be that weekend. Uh, Susan Ramsey is our conference coordinator. And I'm going to mention a number of names. These are these are staff people. And when you contribute to Luke 10, this is what you're paying for. You're paying for their salaries. Susan Ramsey is one of those. She's forming a conference circle. They already have a location picked out, dates. Uh, you'll be getting more information about that. Uh, I encourage you to, if you're in a leader team, this is only for leader team people. Um, so it's very special. But if you're on a leader team, I encourage you to begin to plan for that now. Set aside the money. I know it's kind of expensive to, to fly someplace and all the rest. But uh, if you've ever been to one of our leader team conferences, you know what this is like. And if you're not in a leader team right now, maybe that's something the Lord wants you to set your target on. So how do you get there? You go through Church 101 and then take the next step to join a leader team. If that's you, then you're invited to this conference. It, it Somebody described it as swimming in a sea of elders. Um, it, it's just an amazing time together. Number three, we intend this year to upgrade our Luke 10 website. Zach LaValle, again, one of our staff members. These are people that you are supporting with your, your giving. Uh, this is one of Zach's big projects. Um, the upgrade will be more accessible and more engaging to website visitors, and it will create a clearer on-ramps into our training pathway. Zach is amazingly gifted in creating uh, websites, all kinds of things, but creating websites. I think you'll be excited to see this when we roll it out. Number four, uh, and this is one that Dennis Podrachikov will be working on, another one of our staff members. Um, uh, improve pastoral care and ongoing training for our Luke 10 listed facilitators. Our listed facilitators need ongoing care and coaching once they've been through their basic training, but that's not the end of things. So Dennis will kind of watch over them. Uh, he'll lead the process of building a network of resources and touch points for these leaders to continue the development. Just going through the 50 hours is the starting place. Uh, we want to continue to uh, support people after that. Number five, we think we're probably going to experiment with local Luke 10 retreat style training to continue nurturing local networks. So for instance, what if, uh, what if we taught all of Church 101 um, in person over a weekend? Um, haven't done it yet, but that's one of the things we think we might be doing this next year. Pretty exciting. As by the way, we, you know, we, uh, you've heard it say this before. We think of Luke 10 as building the plane in flight. So we are always listening to the Lord about new things that he wants us to do in the midst of everything we are already doing. Number six, nurture collaborative relationships. 
Loop 10 is not the only game in town. There are a lot of people that are contributing to this relational revolution that is underway. <clears throat> and we want to collaborate with folks like Life Model Works. That's Jim Wilder and his gang. Thrive Today. Uh, that's Chris Corsi and his folks. The Emmanuel Approach, uh, Carl Lehman. Face-to-Face -face Ministries, Alive and Well, Table and Well, Communitas, and many more. We're, we're very uh, collaborative in, in what we do. So the bottom line of all that is the relational revolution is accelerating. We think this is an incredibly exciting time to be alive. God is doing some amazing things. He's, he's reworking his church, we think, and he's invited us to play, to have a part, to, to be part of this. We think there are going to be hundreds more people coming to Luke 10 in this next year, searching for new vision for the church and the training to then implement that vision. So I um, want to just update you on kind of where we are financially. Uh, we, we have a funding gap. Uh, there's, there's a gap between uh, our expenses and the income. And I just want to inform you about that. No pressure about this, but uh, this sort of end of the year is a season we're asking people to listen to Jesus about this. Um, you know, the question we always ask is, Jesus, what do you want us to know about this? Whatever the question is, I mean, whatever the issue is, what do you want us to know about this? And so I'm just asking you to, to ask that question. Jesus, what do you want me to know about this funding gap? Uh, and so if he directs you to help us with this, great. If not, if you don't feel the Lord's leading you to do that, don't contribute anything. Have you heard from somebody say that? We want your giving to be joy-fueled and Jesus-led. I love this verse from the message. This is 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 and 7, sort of on this theme. So Paul says this, I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind uh, what you will give. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. So this is just simply an opportunity for you to listen to the Lord and do what he leads you to do, whatever that is. Um, so where are we in this funding gap? Um, so we're about $55,000 roughly that we are, that's what the gap is like. And so far about $2,000 have come in. So we're, we're asking the Lord for the next 53,000 over the rest of this year. So you ask the Lord about that. So, um, thanks for listening. This is kind of a picture overview of where we've been, where we're going. We are so excited uh, to be able to play a part in this revolution uh, where the Lord of the Harvest is kind of re, uh, reforming his church, if you will, taking it back in some ways to what the early church was like. And we're delighted that you guys are part of that with us. And again, appreciate so much the many ways that you have supported and encouraged us. So again, John White here on behalf of our mission circle, Kent, Tony, Shannon, Susan, and Zach.